This is the Morning Monorail Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. To our new passengers, we welcome you aboard our highway in the sky. Good monorail morning. This is the Morning Monorail Podcast, and I am your host, Justin Monorail. It is a beautiful Tuesday, February 9th, 2021, and today I am sharing a tasty travel tip for you. I, You know I love the alliteration, but that's not where I really wanted to go. It's Travel Tip Tuesday. That's right. This is something that I was thinking I might do. I don't know if it'll be every Tuesday, but certainly going to make this kind of a feature of the Tuesday program. If I've got a hot tip to share with you about traveling to the Walt Disney World Resort, this is where you're going to find it on Travel Tip Tuesday. So let us delay no further and get to the trip. Trip tip of the day. (laughs) Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of the park hopper ticket versus the non-park hopper ticket. This might go against some conventional wisdom, and maybe you've heard me say this on the podcast before, but I am a person who believes that if you are traveling to Walt Disney World for a shorter trip, let's say three, four, maybe five days, five might be the breaking point. Or if you're a person who doesn't get to come to Disney more than once every five, six, seven years or more. I'm going to tell you, I don't think that the park hopper option is something you should spring for. Now, if you're an annual pass holder, of course, you get park hopper on your ticket. But if you're buying a ticket specifically for the trip that you are visiting, you know, for some set amount of time, a week, whatever it may be, I think you should really think about just omitting or, you know, avoiding the park hopper altogether and There's a few reasons why. First of all, let's talk about budget. A single day ticket at the Walt Disney World Resort, just to get in one of the parks, starts at $109 a day. That is already an expensive ticket. If you're saying you've got an average family of four, then you are looking at $436, okay? That is just where it starts. I don't know if you're aware, but Disney started doing variable pricing on their tickets so that on busier days, tickets cost more. And that means if you go during a peak time of the year, say 4th of July weekend or Labor Day or something like that, the tickets are going to cost even more. So we're just talking base single day ticket without park hopper on a low day is going to start at $109 per day. If you add Park Hopper to that single day ticket, it goes up to $174 per day. And that's where it starts. Could be a lot more expensive. Okay. So holy, holy moly, that is a huge jump. And I just don't, I don't know how you could possibly get the value out of that. You're paying almost as much as two park days and you can only at most, if you split the day in half, spend a half day in one and a half day in another really doesn't make any sense at all. Personal opinion, Disney's trying to discourage you from buying a park hopper on the single day, and it really wouldn't make sense to do it. So single park and get the most you can out of whatever park you choose to go to on that day. And don't worry about jumping to another park. You can have a great 
wonderful, fulfilling, thorough day in any one of the four parks. Don't listen to anything the Dillos tell you. Now, the way Disney does their pricing is if you decide that you're going to buy a ticket for more than one day, then of course the price per day goes down. What I did was I took a sample of single day and then I compared that to a five-day ticket. So at a five-day ticket, the price for uh, one ticket is $88 per day. So, you know, multiply that out and you've got $440 for that five-day ticket, right? For one person. Now, if you add the park hopper to that five-day ticket, it's $105 per day, meaning $525. So nearly $100 more to get the park hopper. And if you're talking about a family of four, again, that's $400 on your budget that you could be spending on something else. Now, let me explain why I think even at a five day, I don't think it makes sense because sure, you've got Disney transportation. You can hop on a bus, go park to park. If the monorails were running, you could go to Epcot to magic kingdom with a stopover at the TTC. You could hop on the Skyliner and get from Magic or get from Hollywood Studios to Epcot or vice versa. That actually might be the most efficient transition between parks. Or you could even walk it if you really wanted to. You could walk from Epcot to Hollywood Studios and, and back again. Um, Animal Kingdom's further out, so it's it's bus only option there, and that travel time is a little more significant from really any of the parks. Getting in the park, going through the whole process, I know security is much more streamlined now. It's easier to just kind of walk through, but, you know, traveling to the park, getting through security, doing the bag check, you know, scanning your ticket, the, the, all, that whole process, it takes time. And when you're paying big money to visit the most magical place on earth, I, I just think that you're not getting your maximum value out of trying to park cop on short trips because you're us- you're just going to lose a-, a huge chunk of day. S- especially, especially I, like I said, I think five days is kind of the breaking point. You go less than five. Like if you're only staying at, and you're only going to be able to do three or four park days, you're just, lo- you're just losing so much time. And I don't think that it's worth it to pay that much more uh, for the ticket. Now, there are so many people who would say the opposite of this, and they would say the only way you're going to be able to try to do everything is if you get that park hopper, because if you go to Animal Kingdom and it closes at five o'clock on that day, you can still go over to Epcot and squeeze in an additional four or five hours in the park. Okay. I get that. Agreed. But why are we trying to do everything? I, I think... The mentality of so many of us when we go to the Walt Disney World Resort is the only way, because it's already so expensive, and you feel like the only way you're getting your money's worth is if you get as many attractions done in in that length of time that you're staying. You, you, you see as much, you do as much as you possibly can. I'm just going to tell you, I, I've been there. I, I totally understand that mentality because that's how I felt too, but now... And I know what you're saying. You're a local. It's different for you. Okay, fair. That's a fair thing to say to me. But I can tell you that I have the ability to compare days that I spend in the parks now to days that I spent in the parks when we were traveling less frequently from out of town. And I get so much more joy out of going to a park, 
not feeling the stress of rushing, rushing, rushing from attraction to attraction and trying to squeeze the most, you know, out of that day by, by, by piling as much in as possible and just letting the day happen as it happens. I actually have enjoyed the fact that we don't have fast passes right now and it's made such a big difference that you can just, you, you don't have to worry. Oh, at 10 o'clock, I better be in Tomorrowland because I've got a, a Space Mountain fast pass. And then, oh, at uh, 1130, I've got a big Thunder fast pass. So I better be over in Frontierland at that point. Like, you, you don't have to be doing that and racing back and forth across the parks um, to try to make your um, fast pass windows and all that sort of thing. Like, it, it's not necessary. You just can take the day as it comes. And, you miss so much in these parks when you rush, 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 and you're only focused on attractions. The parks are meant to be like taken in and appreciated because every little single aspect is thought through and designed with so such intricate details for you to appreciate. So much storytelling, so much depth and beauty that when everything's just a blur, you're wearing yourself out. Your feet are going to be tired, you know. Are, are you really enjoying the things that you're doing? And at the end of the day, are you going to have a Disney breakdown because you push, 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 push. And it, you know, if it's just you and maybe like you and a spouse or you and a partner or significant other, or you and a friend and, and that's what you want to do. You're like, let's just see how much we can do. Okay. Maybe. But if you've got kids, like even more so like you're, I did it to my kids and I did it to Sam <laughs> pushed them too hard. We had breakdowns in the parks. It wasn't good. And, you know, if you don't travel frequently, that's not the kind of memory that you want to be making in the, in the Walt Disney theme parks, like Walt Disney World theme parks. You, you, you want them to be fun and magical and, and memorable and something that everybody looks back on fondly and they say, oh, that was such a great trip. And, you know, I know I would much rather be in a position of saying um, we only get to go every three, four or five years and we missed out on doing this thing, this thing and this thing. But, man, it was so nice to kind of slow down and and remember we had this random interaction with a character or, or do you remember when we were just like walking through morocco and and enjoying the marketplace or you know when, when we were in animal kingdom and we took the time to do some of those uh jungle or animal exploration trails and we walked around the trails around the tree of life and how calming and relaxing and beautiful that was and Remember when we slowed down and just like sat down and enjoyed some uh, some pizza spring rolls in the Magic Kingdom and just kind of took in the sights? You're missing out on all that stuff if you just go, 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 go. Uh, we, we've got snacks in the bag. We don't even have to stop for lunch. You go home and you say, wow, we did every attraction in Magic Kingdom over the course of our trip. But also we had a terrible breakdown where, you know, a child was crying because they were so tired and we didn't really take the time to like take a midday nap or just, I'm telling you, one of the things that we've started doing is like around the two, three o'clock frame, we go get a little snack, get a drink. Maybe it's a Joffrey's coffee, find a quiet space in the shade. If we can get a bench, if we can get a table, whatever it may be. And we just hang out for like 30, 45 minutes, an hour during that time frame because that's about when I feel like if you're staying in the park for a day, you start to really hit a wall around then. It makes such a difference to like take the time to recharge your batteries. And I'm saying do this in addition to stopping for lunch. And if you get there in the morning, you know, having a breakfast somewhere, having a dinner if you're in there in the evening. Like it may seem like a small thing, but just that brief break that you take in your day 
will have such a great impact because you're resting your feet, you know, having some time to reflect, make some plans for the rest of the day, enjoying a delicious snack or drink, whatever it may be. And just appreciating the fact that you're in, you know, world-class theme parks with, you know, such amazing architecture, such lush landscaping, you know, everything that you have around you, the the sights, the sounds, the smells, take it all in because that's the stuff that you're going to remember. And that's my argument. Now, let's talk about if you're staying longer than five or six days, then yeah, sure. Park hop. You probably should, because at that point, after you get through through those initial like a a day at each park and and you take in what you want to take in, well, then you can start hopping around and say, well, you know, in the morning, we're going to go over to Magic Kingdom and we're going to knock out Enchanted Tales with Belle because we didn't necessarily have time for that on our first day. And then in the evening, we're going to hop on the monorail and go over to Epcot and have dinner at Beer Garden because that's a place that the monorail family has always recommended. And we still do. Um, so, you know, take the time to, uh, to, you know, absorb that transition time between the parks, because then you can start knocking out those additional things, or maybe there's certain things that you feel like you want to do again. Another couple rides on Haunted Mansion in the morning or, or whatever, or maybe, you know, you're going to Hollywood studios and, and, um, you got to squeeze in a, uh, a ride on rise and then you, you know, hop over to, you know, magic kingdom in the evening. Cause you wanted to see Tomorrowland at night. Cause who doesn't want to do that? It's beautiful. It's my favorite thing in the world. So I don't know, maybe, maybe all this advice doesn't really resonate with you. Maybe it doesn't ring true, but I do believe that there is, there's some value and something to be said about like being able to take a, a trip and saying, Oh, we did it all. Okay. You know, that's awesome. That's amazing. I, I just feel like the lasting memories, the things you're going to, that are really going to stick with you and are going to, you're going to look back on fondly or are, are, are the times when you slowed down, you took your time, you weren't worried about hopping park to park because there's even, if you're paying more for a ticket, there's even more pressure to, you know, get more done. If you don't park hop, did you get the value for that day? It's a good question. So consider it mull it over i know there are plenty of you out there that say you have to park hop and i get it and that's fine this is something that my mind has definitely changed over time and the way i view touring a disney park has changed significantly anyway to the point where i just really enjoy being able to go in there and take my time and take it all in and and just have the day be more loosey-goosey and and go with the flow it's pretty nice should give it a try i mean try it once see how it fits with you i i'll tell you even before we moved here one of my favorite days of our first trip as a family to disney in 2014 was it was the last day that we got to go to magic kingdom we had no plans we didn't make any fast passes and we didn't even make it out of tomorrowland for like the first half of the day. And all we did, we rode the people mover. We hung out like stitch was, uh, walking around. We got to get some pictures with stitch. We did buzz Lightyear. We tried some snacks, you know, just hung out in Tomorrowland and just, just took it in. And when you allow space for little moments of like magic and interaction with the characters and the cast members and things, that's, that's when like things can happen. And, um, 
Also, it's less stressful. You're in a better mood. You're not going to be part of the rat race of people that are trying to, like, run people over with strollers and all that. So, that's my case. And I'm sticking to it. Let me know what you think. I'm open to your feedback and your thoughts. I mean, if I'm totally off base, you tell me. But I just think, I don't know. I think there's something to what I'm saying. And I hope that it makes a little sense. And maybe you consider that on your next trip down. All right, that's going to wrap it up for Tuesday. This has been Travel Tip Tuesday with Justin Monorail. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're having a great week. I know it's early. Tomorrow, I hope you come back. We're going to do M34D Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. Lena and I are going to be reminiscing about Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, and Illuminations at Large. One of my favorite shows ever. Be prepared. I, I, might, need to, uh, I might need you to hand me a tissue, so please bring those along. On Thursday, we're going to be talking about the best burgers that we've had around the Walt Disney World Resort. And then Friday, once again, we will be sharing romantic experiences that you can have at Walt Disney World. We did this a couple of years ago uh, where we did a all-guys show. Garrett, Landon, me, and Cousin Kevin from the Mouse Knows Best podcast. And we kind of made we made it a little silly. We had some fun with it. We were just talking about like what are the most romantic rides, restaurants, resorts, all that kind of thing. And um, we had a great time. I really do recommend you check that out. But this one's going to be more like if you're looking to do – you know, something romantic with your significant other, add a little romance to the vacation. Here are some options, some things you can do. So come back Friday. We'll talk about that until then. Hope you have a wonderful week. Again, we're morning monorail on all of the social media. Now morning, morning The email is still Monday morning monorail. Interact with us. Talk to us. Be our friends. Be part of the monorail family. Join that Facebook group morning monorail family on Facebook. We'll see you there. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time.